Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the LPN Show. Recorded both in Los Angeles and New York City. We're just, you know, here to hang out. Have a good time. All right. I'll talk to y'all after a while. Welcome to the LPN Show. I'm Carolina Hidalgo, and I'm here with a fantastic writer, comedian, actor, all, all kinds of things, Jonah Ray. Hello. I'm so glad you're here with us, especially now today. Uh, this is my first day recording in like sunny Los Angeles, Hollywood. It's it's a fancy place. Let's not. You're you're lying right off the bat. We are in <laughs> North Hollywood, yes, which is a cool. sure. It's over the hill, and awesome. it is a bit different. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it is not sunny today. It is quite overcast, <laughs> which is nice for anyone who lives here because it's a little break from the heat. Uh, but yeah, North Hollywood, NoHo, the NoHo Arts District is where we are. Right. Which I, when I first moved out here, there was a sign, some like you know banner on the. Uh, like ab- above the street of Lancashire, going like, "Look out, Melrose!" Like it's like, which I found so sad. And it's like, it's like, please come over here. And then this was actually we're down the street from where I did my first open mic as a comic. Oh no way! Where'd you do that at? The Ha Ha Cafe. Of course. Yes, it was terrible, <laughs> terrible. I mean, I did, I did fine, but it, sh- it should have been a nice. Uh, I sh- like, I was like, I was like, it was really indicative of like comedy in general. I was just like, yeah. I was like it was super sad. All the people were very aggressive. Did you wear a three-piece suit? I know I was not. I was, you know, I, I wore a, a, a terrible ratty, uh, um, you know, thrift store button-up shirt, and I, uh, <laughs> and and you know, it was like the you know the first, even the first time I ever did comedy. It was in two thousand two, early two thousand two, and someone's just you know, when I was going on stage, they were like hipster. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I've never been called hip before, but okay, let's go with that. Wow, you got heckled on your first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guy called me creepy. Hey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's okay. It's okay. It was it was a creepy joke, but it's uh, you know, I wasn't ready for the repercussions. So <laughs> all the, the entire night is just a, you know, just a, a form of everything I've felt about stand up ever since. You see, that's Hollywood. Yeah. And I love this town. <laughs> hey. It's my favorite place to visit. Mm-hmm. I am a lifelong New Yorker, which is funny because I haven't been there my whole life, but mm-hmm. I like it enough. I've been there half my life and but Hollywood, I mean, and I know I keep calling it Hollywood. I know it's no ho. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I I still enjoy it because like my husband Marcus and I we we uh we don't really come here very often, but when we do, uh we like to do like the whole sightseeing thing. Sure. And like we like to go check out because I know you love Ed Wood. Yes. Uh the movie Ed Wood, mm-hmm. you know, the one with Johnny Depp. And we were like we were driving down there and we're kind of doing our like 
home. I have no home. Oh, hunted, despised, living like an animal. <laughs> yes, yeah. That kind of stuff. And we're like, so we're looking up like, where do they film it? And it's just like, oh, at a theater or at a, you know, house or at a church. So it wasn't yeah. really that as ex- exciting as I'd like it to be. It's pretty exciting. My friend Dave Lyons is a locations manager. And, oh, really? uh, you know, he, we're, we always walk by this, uh, uh, you know, apartment building, old brick apartment building in Highland Park. And he's like, he's like, I don't know what it is about that, but it looks so familiar. But leading up to the apartment building, there's these like bungalows that were clearly made in the 40s or 50s or something like that, or you know, even the 70s. But uh, he looked it up. He did his research because he has access to all these, you know, things from being a locations vendor. And he's, he's like, that's the apartment building from the opening of Charlie Chaplin's City Lights. <laughs> and I was wow. like, and that's like really cool. You can go the steps, you know, you can go the music box steps or whatever, where Laurel and Hardy had the piano come down. So you can find these. That's an Echo Park. Whoa! I, I'd say you know it's, it may not be it may, may not be interesting, interesting. Yeah, like uh, physically when you're there, you're just like. But it, I love that it takes almost kind of the mystery away. It's like watching an old '40s, uh, you know, uh, studio film, and you put it on. Mm-hmm. The, you can put it on the worst setting on your TV, the real motion setting. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, m- yeah. Motion blur, but it almost it like what it does is it takes the mystique away from it. Where you're just like, oh, these are just people in a room that was built, and they're just uh, acting. Like, yeah. You know, it's not. It takes away like kind of that sheen of Hollywood that make can make it intimidating. You know. Yeah, that's well. That's the thing. That's what I like about the sheen being just veneer, mm-hmm. you know, or just cardboard. Yeah. I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Like that's what I want to see. I want to see like the set design stuff, but yeah. like it's not. But it's not real. It's just a bunch of people walking around. Oh, okay. So I'm pretty much picturing who framed Roger Rabbit. That you know thing yes. where there's hippos and there's a real cattle call yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Like um, that's not real, right? No, I mean there there are moments you know when you're on a uh, if you're on a, a lot, one of the big lots, like um, not at a big lot store, but on a lot that's large. <laughs> um, like you know nearby we have Universal Studios, Warner Brothers is not too far away from here. I we drove by that. That yeah. was cool. You go over the hill into Hollywood, and the only one that really that's left over there. I mean, there's Television City, which is more TV, like it's terrible CBS stuff. But like you know Paramount is over there, which used to be RKO, and you know these are old. This is like where they did the stuff. You know this is the, these are the places that they those like those ideas of what we think about backlots or right. You know there's a centurion and a cowboy and a spaceman like you know walking to go. <laughs> get lunch at the commissary reading lines and stuff yeah and there are those moments sometimes where you will be on a lot like you know i, I was even on, for the second uh netflix series for mst we were on a small lot called raleigh studios which is like right across the street from paramount but it was uh you know i'm i'm walking around in a jumpsuit and we have these robots walking by and then there was but there was <laughs> other there was some kind of um vampire thing happening nearby so there's like guys in like cloaks kind of going by like on some other sound stage and i was That's just like great i was like this is hollywood this is so <laughs> great this is exactly you know it's just that whole thing of like in ed wood where you know ed walks up he's like wow camels they got real camels <laughs> you know i love that 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 was that's my favorite thing about about what I believe Hollywood or LA is. And I know it's not, I try to make it come to life anyways. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. like uh, like driving down Mulholland Drive, like, let's do this. Let's drive this down and be like, okay, I'm dizzy now. Let's yeah, do there. something. Let's move, let's move on to something else. Yeah. And then, um, and then we'll go check out like someone, like uh, someone's house or like a famous house mm-hmm. or something. Is I mean, like, I don't know. Is that considered like uncouth? No. To do that kind of thing? I'm, I mean, I don't know. Cause I, you know, there's a, every time I'm feeling kind of odd about, you know, my life choices and my career and you know, being out here. I'm like, I haven't really worked in a bit. 
Uh, you know, it's like, am I owed anything? And I, you know, I have to remind myself, no, no, and, you know, I'm not owed anything. And to kind of remind myself of that, what I'll do is I'll go drive uh, into the hills of Hollywood um, and see where Bella, where Bella Lugosi used to live, which was this you know beautiful um, hillside brick house, really pretty, really nice. Um, and then you literally can go, I think it's even like as the crow flies, less than a mile away down the hill to Hollywood proper. Yeah. You know, at maybe uh, Selma uh, and Gower-ish. And then you can go down and see the apartment, the terrible apartment that he died in. Really? Oh, okay. So you can do, it's a two-step process. Yes. And okay. so you see, and you can see like, you know, where his nice house was when he was doing well. And of course, you know, he had addiction issues and, yeah. um, you know, mental health stuff that was never addressed and it just kind of, you know, tore him apart. In the end, but at the same time, you know, he was, he just kind of came out of vogue and he made some bad uh, work decisions and then he ended up in a uh, shitty little apartment. In the yeah. End. Oh, yeah. Heroin. It's a terrible drug. Yeah. 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 We keep talking about it because uh, we're doing uh, No Dogs in Space season two, uh, alternative stuff on Velvet Underground. So we're talking about like, you know, no one should do heroin. Maybe like people, like only like Lou Reed is <laughs> the only one allowed because for some reason he could just be a casual vi visitor of that once in a while. It just depends, right? Right, but Martin uh, Martin Landau. Mm. No, that's mm. the guy who played Bella Lugosi. Yes. But Bella Lugosi, he, uh, Martin Landau, by the way, has never used heroin before. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Bella Lugosi, um, I think from what I remember reading is like, you know, he had an injury and then like they, he get that back in the day, you get prescribed actual heroin Morph Like and morphine stuff. and then if and then they try graduate. to kick off a morphine and like heroin tends to be cheaper at certain right. times. and. And then that's what happens. You get a full-blown addiction. Yeah. And then this is a guy who uh, obviously was like a fantastic actor, but he's like from like the old world. Yeah. Like Hungary, right? Yeah. And then he comes to Hollywood and he's like, you know, he he really is like the, like I for me, I, I really enjoyed Bela Lugosi's movies. Like I watched them yeah. for fun, of course. But Ed Wood, Martin Landau, like they're just, for some reason, like that's also Bella Lugosi, in my it, I, mind. I put it in the canon of Bella, for yes. sure. You know, I still like, it's like, I do want to believe that even though they say it, it's like, he he liked Boris Karloff. He didn't like it, but, yes. so, but I love the idea <laughs> that he just despised him. It's like, that lousy, that, that like, was it that blimey cocksucker can rot in hell for all I care. <laughs> he says, um, what, it's like, uh, he can eat my, sh no, he can't even eat my shit for breakfast yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, some, yeah it's, uh, and then there's just like fun stuff like, uh, you know, ooh, there's my bus. Shit, where's my transfer? Like me and my friends would say that all the time growing <laughs> up when our bus would show up. Uh, but it's a, I, I do like, you know, going and seeing, taking the, sh the sheen away from, mm -hmm. Uh, Hollywood and making it seem accessible. I mean, that's really the only reason that I got into stand up originally is because like I didn't know how to get into, you know, show business any other way. I didn't have yeah. money for like a you know a film school or enough money really to take Groundlings classes or anything like that. But uh, like I just wanted to be involved in showbiz and like stand up almost kind of like when you see you know when you find punk when you're a young kid and you're like you're like oh I can do that. I can't play solos like you know. Yeah, uh, Kirk Hammett or Dave Mustaine or anything like that. But I can, I can, you know, play like a one note, you know, one string solo like Kirk Cobain does, or you know, that kind of that entryway into right into punk rock. That it's, whole it's thing, anyone can do it. Kind yeah, of thing. and that was like for me, like uh, stand up, like really just was this. Uh, I, I always refer to it as an unattend unattended back door into show business, where it's like it's like it's like you know, if you go by, there's no security guard back there. You can just slip in and get on a stage, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're in showbiz. And I, you know. Um, and that was really that thing of in my life where I was like, oh, stand up took the sheen off of 
uh, showbiz of just like this, like, oh, you can't, there is a way in. Yeah. You know, no, I agree with you. I, I did stand up for like eight years. Yeah. I'm uh, so sorry. I know. Recovering stand up. It's you and fine. I. It's luckily there was a global pandemic that gave me a. <laughs> that was. You know what? That's Thank what I've God been saying too. <laughs> I keep on saying, like, I was like, it was, I was like starting to like go on the road more. I was like, what am I doing? I hate this. Even my wife, Deanna, she's like, she's like, you don't like doing it. And, uh, yeah, and, it makes you miserable. Oh yeah. my God. Same with my husband. He says yeah. it all the time. He's like, you have less fun than more fun mo- most of the time. And you want to have more fun. Yeah. 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 It's it really, but it's, um, but you can't deny it's, you know, I, I can't deny like the opportunities that I got because of it. Right. You know, uh, it is fun. It is fun to get an immediate reaction. It is fun for, you know, you're in front of a lot of people. People are, you know, you're all experiencing the same thing. It's very opposed, now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And a podcast is like, we record this and it'll come out, you know, later. Yeah. And uh, then people bring up something you said and you're like, I have no idea. Never. No, never I have remember. no clue what you're referring to. <laughs> we could totally erase our memories from this if you want. Yes. As yeah. soon as we're done. Yeah, exactly. Once I walk out that door, I just, I don't know. Carolina I don't, who? I know where, where am I? <laughs> North Hollywood, baby. Yes. That is the center of, of, of Tinseltown, of, <laughs> of the whatever industry that this is, what the business we call show. The business we call show. And I, and that's what I, I've always been into and I like it, but I always like the, um, as you said, like the the kind of the back doorway. I want to see the back door. Yeah, I want to yeah. see like the cool people like outside smoking a cigarette and just being like just regular people, like almost like they're like all waitresses at a diner. They're just be like, eh, now we got to go in and do this thing. Yeah. And that's what I enjoy. It's just the just the regular day to day, day in and day out kind of stuff. Because yes. there's nothing glitzy about being here, no. uh, which I enjoyed. The only person that I was impressed by and almost like like a little felt like a little, I don't know, intimidated by was the urgent care doctor I had to see when I had food poisoning yesterday. Oh no. Yes. But he was like, he had like, he just was built very nice. Like he, he had like great hair. He was like, he had uh, contact lenses that were like violets or something. Oh, wow. uh, definitely a, a, a very attractive homosexual doctor. Yeah. And he was fantastic and he was very good at what he did. And the whole time I'm just like, you're so pretty. I don't know. I can't, I can't even look directly at you, you know? (laughs) And, and so like, I'm just like, that's where it is. It's the doctors. It's yeah. Well, I mean, have you ever been to uh, Paris? No. Paris? I mean, yes. Uh, why did I lie to you? That's a weird yes. and, and immediately too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm I've not, been to Paris. I'm not trying to like do any got, gotcha <laughs> questions here. I have, I have like twice. Yes. And I've been twice. And the thing I noticed is that Everybody in Paris is gorgeous. I saw, uh-huh. yeah. I'm not saying this job is lower than any job ever. All jobs are the same. They're all jobs. Um, but I did see a guy like mopping up some like puke on the sidewalk uh, in, a, in, a, in a, you know, a janitor's outfit, a one piece, you know, coverall. But he also still had a scarf on and a cigarette <laughs> hanging from his mouth and was the most gorgeous man I've ever seen in my life. How, how do you top that? You don't. You don't. <laughs> That's how it works. You go my South Beach, Miami. Best butts, male or female, <laughs> and everything in between. You won't find better butts, like in general. Cut off all the butts, and you'll you'll be like, these are all great butts. I don't care where they're from. <laughs> so where where is this exactly? That's South Beach, Miami. Oh, South Beach, Miami. Yeah. Okay. Which also has one of my favorite punk rock bars. Oddly enough, uh, uh, Kill Your Heroes. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been. I, mm. I have not been. I. I'm not usually a Miami uh, goer. Neither but. am I, but I found myself there. Like Comedy Central had like a South Beach Comedy Festival for some reason. I don't know. Maybe their execs wanted to take a trip. <laughs> but, you know, we did a, a meltdown show down there. And then um, I did, I had a, like a, a parody travel show and like we did an episode down there. And then I was there for 
a convention uh, once, a uh, Miami Con or Super Oh, Con I was going to say the Best Butts Convention. Yeah, the Best Butts Convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was a judge. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, so I've, I found myself there like having like knowledge of like where, like when I show up in South Beach, I go, oh, I got to, I got to check out the Double Deuce, Max Double Deuce. I got to check out Kill Your, Kill Your Heroes. And, <laughs> Uh, I go to, you know, drag queen, uh, karaoke night and stuff like that. So, oh, cool. Yeah. They don't have that anymore in New York. They used to have rock and roll karaoke and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, you know, we, we both like music yes, of a lot. Uh, and they used to have one that was like a longstanding one in, at Arlene's Grocery hmm. every single week, every single Monday night, like at 1030. And it was free. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was just like the, the most amazing musicians ever. Yeah. And and a host. Uh, you, sometimes it would rotate hosts, but then like people would sign up. And, you know, if you're really good and you know what you're doing, if you want to play guitar, maybe. Oh, you know, wow. You could do that, too. You have a whole backing band. And so everyone yeah. just comes up and they do a song. And they're obviously very good at what they do. Once in a while, you just get a regular person who kind of having fun, having fun, and you know what? You have fun with them because yeah. you know nine out of ten times you're going to get someone who really, really knows how to do a Led Zeppelin song. Yes, and that's cool. Like some eighteen year old girl just coming out of nowhere that you can't even like totally unassuming just goes up there and just like tears a whole place down. And it's that's fine great. if it's live band karaoke. Here's my yeah. take on a really good singer at a, just a karaoke place: go fuck yourself. Get the fuck out of here with your good voice. Everyone's here to have a good time. No one wants to feel bad about themselves when they're trying to sing fucking, you know, Girls and Boys by Blur. It's like, we just want to have a good time. And then you come out here with your pipes. Uh, yep. You know, it's, I, I get very upset. They're so good, though. Yeah, yeah. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm in, well, you know, you just got to pick your songs. I don't know if you're a singer, but I, I am not a very good singer. I'm not singer. a good singer, but I have my songs. What are your songs? Yes. Everyone has their songs, right? Well, for my songs, I, I do, uh, it, it depends, right? Yep. But uh, a lot of times Ramones. Mm-hmm. Let's skip pop. Yep. Very easy. Uh, Ramones is very easy because Joey, you know, he, he's got a. Da, 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 da. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You, can, you can do it uh, however way you Unless want. You do Howling at the Moon. That's, you know, you got oh, some yeah. range there. No, no, no. I'm going to keep it very simple. Yeah, very, yeah. very simple. And then there's also, uh, you can do a little Lou Reed. Lou Reed can be easy. Sure. Because he doesn't really sing that much sometimes no. either. Uh, it, it's just mostly like if you want to like try, you know, I, I guess if, in some way, like if you just want to go out and just go big, go crazy, I do REMs, It's the End of the World. That's a lot of words. Because I, yes, I memorized them once when I was bored, when I was 12. Yeah. And then uh, I, since then, like every five years, I will like play it in my head again just to make sure I still know it. It's like some so, sort of sleeper agent shit. No, no, no. I totally get that. I mean, that's a good, uh, and that's the thing. That's a lot of people try that song. 
yes. and then they, you know, six, and then they, you know, they get behind and then they can't ever yes. catch up. And then you see yeah. me from behind with a microphone and yeah, I'll yeah, come yeah. and finish it for you. Yeah, exactly. Those oh. are, those are good songs. Thank you. What are your songs? Uh, I have a few. Um, I have, uh, my, my main go-to is Desiree's You Gotta Be. Oh, uh, which is one of my favorite oh, songs. Oh, wow, really? That's yeah, yeah. a surprise. Okay, yeah. I like that. No, it's good. I just never I, thought- And I can't hit her, I can't hit like her notes, but like it is kind of like if you keep it low key, it's like, listen as your day unfolds. Like she doesn't like go, like, you know, the only <laughs> yeah. is like, all I know, all I know. There's only one part and then I kind of make that cartoony because I am a, like a large white man singing this, you know, <laughs> That's very what I was going to ask. I'm like, how do you, how do you emote? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I you know, I, I just try to uh, represent and step aside. I don't know what to do. <laughs> But I love the song so much. Um, and then uh, I also, my other song is, uh, is uh, uh, I'll do uh, Laid by James. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Because for some yeah. reason I can, for, I can click into that, uh, the high, like, lay, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I forget about that part. Everything, no. the whole build up to that song is perfect. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it, it's a great, great song. It's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it is. It's like, it's, yeah. They're, they're, you know, baggy clothes wearing band from the nineties, you know? Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I, I'll, then I'll, I could like, you know, I'll do, um, Amish paradise by weirdo. Mm. Just Actually, you know, that's very good. Just cause I can, I could yeah. probably do any weird Al song. That's like, if they have any, but right. it's always odd too, because you know, I'm a huge weird Al fan and Same. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's like, I just like one of my all time favorites still like them put out a, a tribute record EP to, uh, to them like a couple of years ago on you Asian did? man records. Yeah. I What's mean, it called? It's called "You Can't Call Me Al," <laughs> and it's just okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, it's uh, you can get it on Spotify or any other things. But I put out a, a 12 inch single on Asian Man Records, which is a you know great uh, legendary West Coast punk rock record label. That's great. You know they put out early uh, records by Joyce Manor, AJJ, uh, Alkaline Trio's first couple seven inches and stuff. And so, um, but Mike Park has like you know always been a big uh, part of the uh, Hawaii punk rock scene, and uh, he's really just an awesome like. You know, West Coast, he's West Coast Ian McKay, you know, the guy that keeps yeah. still running like a record label out of his mom's garage and he's, you know, 50. Hey, um, good for him. Yeah, yeah. He's real, and he keeps it, he jams a Kano, does it right, does it ethically, and he's a, he's a good dude. Um, we need more of that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's, you know, you can make it work if you can make it work. And so, uh, but he put it out um, and it's, uh, I basically, you know, I liked making punk songs, uh, but I never felt good about like, writing lyrics, I always felt so self-conscious. And so I just would make these songs on my guitar and then I would um, essentially just go like, well, what, so what lyrics do I know that rhyme and stuff like that that I can have fun with? And so I just start singing Weird Al lyrics, um, be they a parody or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And then uh, I would just put them into whatever I was playing. And then my friend uh, Cody, uh, who was uh, in the Blood Brothers, and uh, we were kind of like playing music together. He's like, he's like, hey, like I have a couple, you know, some time uh, like, do you want to like put these songs together and just kind of like record them? I was like, sure. And then my friend Zach from the band Fiddler was like, I have a couple days at a studio if you want to just like yeah. run in real quick. And, and so we I'm just, saying yes for you now. Yeah, yeah. And so we just like <laughs> quickly did them. And my friend Chantel, uh, she's like, she's like, if you put it out, you got to call it. You can't call me Al. And you know, so it's a uh, so we just went in and like kind of like figured out the arrangements and put it out, and it was uh, super fun. But I'm a huge Weird Al fan, and so and he like was very sweet about you know like. Uh, endorsing it and um, oh really and like he tweeted about it and something like oh that. that's and, so great yeah I mean I've I've gone to work Weird Al with Weird Al a few times and um and he's just uh he's just a sweet dude he's as sweet as anyone's ever you know mentioned that's right yeah no yeah I agree I got to I've never met him but I got to see him Marcus and I uh, we 
uh, uh, what happened? Oh, yeah. So Weird Al was doing a show in Syracuse, New York. And it was the closest they could get from where we live in Brooklyn. We're like, we want to go there. But I think they were sold out or something. Mm. So we're just like, so we found a friend who knows somebody who knows somebody who works for Weird Al. Yeah. So we got tickets, nice. basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like, so we had like five degrees and we made it work. That's nice. how that's how big of fans we are. I mean, not big enough to know when the tickets go on sale. Yes, yeah, But yeah, big yeah. enough to just make a big deal about it and bother everyone until we find tickets. Yeah, which tour was it? Uh, it was the Strings Attached Tour. Oh, that's a good tour. That was really fun because they had like a little mini orchestra mm-hmm. kind of thing going on where they, they came up and they played for like 20 minutes and it was it was great. I love that stuff. I yeah. love instrumental music. I, I listen to it all the time. And then Weird Al comes out and he does like a lot of his songs and then he'll come out again and he'll do like all the fun ones, like the Nirvana ones. Yes, yeah, the, so the, uh, the ones Amish that have Paradise. the costumes and yes, the, the changes. Costume changes. And stuff. Yeah, because that's it really is a huge show. It's a, yeah. you know, it's, it's a Vegas show that just goes on the road, you know. It's a, yeah. It's really, really a great show. And the tour he did, I think, before that, the uh, um, not self-righteous, but like a vanity tour, you know, uh, where he just did no parodies. He did all... Um, originals and oh, I was really? like I was like this is the tour I've been waiting for that's just for you I think and, yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of people who are into it but I feel like for you like you were probably like there was a spotlight on you while you were watching it I was just I was, I was able to sing along to all the okay. songs and like you know <laughs> like he's he even like messaged me he's like, he's like hey I'm asking friends in different cities like which songs they might want to hear and I was like oh, can you do like like happy birthday you know and because it's like it's like his like best punk song you know out of a few and I he was, he's, he's like well it's got some like you know it's yeah, I'd have to update some of the lyrics because <laughs> it's like there's some problematic, you know, you know, 1982 right. language in there. Um, nothing crazy, but just something that would have to be updated. I mean, it's weird out. Yeah, exactly. How crazy can it be? I mean, it's just like it's just terminology that uh, expired. Yes, you know, essentially. right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's what I kind of say with like a lot of. Uh, I always say with people that uh, you know, try to like attack an older person or like an older uh, uh, creative output. Where it's like I was, it's like just just know that like that term, the expiration date hadn't expired yet, or it <laughs> yes. did, and they didn't know. It's because like, culture moves, you know, like not it's not a like, flashpoint. It's like a oh yeah, thing, of course, so. you got to look at tone and context, and it's yeah yeah coming exactly. from a positive place. Exactly, exactly. You know, so that was a super super great uh, tour, and I was trying to remember what I was like. Uh, where, where, where we were headed with Weird yes. Al stuff. Were, were uh, you one of the strings? No, oh, no. <laughs> so, forgot. yeah, sorry. This is a, so this was a super exciting. Before you ever did the strings thing, um, we were, uh, me, Kumail Nanjiani, and Emily Gordon were making the Meltdown show for uh, Comedy Central. And, you know, we all kind of, we all were like, it's like, what are some big swings? And I was like, I was like, my big swing, and I'll, and I'll fight everybody for it. I think we should have Weird Al on the show. Yeah. And we should have him do something kind of small and intimate. And I pitched him. I was like, would it be, it'd be super cool if we got, uh, Mark Mothersbaugh to come and just press play on a backing track of Dare to be Stupid and then Al would just you know have next to <laughs> like you know, so a Devo-esque song next to the guy from right. Devo and we uh, we got like a polite go fuck yourself uh, from Mark Mothersbaugh and um, oh really I mean we yeah a, a pass you know oh yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah well I mean that's fine that's fine that's fine yeah got, got, you know there's so many things yeah 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 exactly in his uh, day that's okay and then uh, and then um, you know we started to, like about what else he could do and then he's like well you know I've always you know I was like, oh, what if we got, what if we did happy birthday? I pitched happy birthday again. And it was like, but we set you up with like a, you know, punk rock super group, you know, yeah. get like Colleen Green and, uh, you know, Zach from Fiddler and, you know, a dude from Toys That Kill and FYP and, you know, maybe even get Mike Watt, you know, from, you know, Whoa. It was like, I was like, these are all like connections I have and I can try uh-huh. and make this happen. He's like, that's a cool idea. But I feel, you know, I, 
always feel weird if like I'm playing with a band band, like a rock backing band. It has to be the guys and the guys aren't available like, you know, between albums and tours. And oh, I, gotcha. like, I get that. You have to be because he does, you know, really it's like and that was a cool thing about that vanity tour. I was like, I was like, oh, this is a band. This is a band that's been around together for, you know, 30, 30 years. years. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, so then where uh, I was like, well, some maybe like a version, like what's a thing we can do with one of your songs? And he was like. He's like, I don't want like a fancy, I was like, what, like a quartet or something like that? Like, and he's like, yeah, like what we do like a, like a string quartet and we'll do Dare to be Stupid like that. And, oh, yes. And so, and we got to have that on the show and it was very like, you know, this is one of those amazing moments. And I've had many of them in my life that I, I, I've achieved so many things that would just make my younger brain explode. And that was really one of them. It's like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, watching him, like my childhood hero, one of my childhood heroes. Uh, sing like one of my favorite songs in this weird way in in on stage of this you know the back of a comic book store where me and you know two of my friends or three of my friends you know we all be, were just friends that started a show that got popular then became a tv show that's on <laughs> yeah. comedy central and i'm just like one of those moments where everything just kind of swirls back and you're just like it's like i wish i could just jump back in time and just tell myself it's gonna be okay Right, you know that Weird Al's gonna be there. Weird Al's gonna be there, and you're gonna be with your friends, and it's gonna be on TV. It's like it's you know a combination of all the things you wanted. That's awesome. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? It all starts with one shitty open mic. Yes, yeah. And yeah. then like, and then it's like ten years of ups and downs and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and then another ten years of the same thing, but yes, with more yeah. problems. With more problems. There's always yeah. gonna be some other kind of problem. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, with like we were going back before, it's a uh, you know just the pandemic kind of. So you're just like, no more? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't want to, I, I never want to be, I've been quitting since the day I started. Yeah, well, you will probably have the never say never tour. Maybe. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, but I, you know, there was a weird thing that happened where I, um, during the pandemic, I kind of made this decision. I was like, I was like, well, I guess like stand ups off the table for me. Maybe that, maybe that's it. And then I like lost a ton of weight right after that. Oh, really? And I was like, that was like the opposite of what I did. But how yeah. you, okay, well, good. But that's good. So, I, I mean, was that a good thing? Did yeah, you lose weight or were yeah, you like yeah, in no, a I was total like, depression? No, it was just, I think I was just kind of anxiously, uh, you know, medicating with food and uh, beers more. And I didn't stop, you know, drinking, but like, um, but I just, you know, I think I always felt so stressed about stand up because it was like, I, I did it. And I never put in a hundred percent, but I was also getting a ton of opportunities. So I felt guilty, like almost kind of a survivor's guilt of like people I started with that were you know pushing really hard, and I kept on getting mm -hmm. these opportunities in my life and career. And I was just like, and I was never like able to bring myself to put in the the amount of work to be a really good standup. And right. so I just kind of like you know creatively in standup, I just kind of middled out. And like, I was never really happy if I did well, I didn't, I didn't feel good. If I did poorly, I didn't feel good. Like I just didn't feel good about it. I felt like I was never doing enough to be better at it. And I felt guilty because of all the opportunities I got because of it. And, um, and then once I took that out of the equation and realized I should be focusing on other things that actually make me more excited. Yeah. Um, like, it's like, I just like felt a lot less anxious and I like yeah. lost weight because I wasn't constantly going like, I should probably write some stand up. and I'll, I'll eat something instead, you know, that kind of you know, right. self-medicating kind of stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. I totally understand what you mean about that whole guilt thing of like, it's kind of like a, like I feel weird that I'm not putting more into it and stuff like that. But you know, I also, I also kind of ended on a good middle and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, where it was like, what, what was my, the last show I, I went on tour was like El Paso or yeah. something. And then I did, um, the, the was it mountains of the gods mm. in, in new mexico and like just at a casino where half the people didn't even want to be there and yeah. i was just like you know this is a good
good place to end. Yeah, you know? Mountain of the Gods. I yeah. think it's a Mountain great of the place. Gods. Yeah, yes, yeah. I don't know Very why I called the Holy Mountain. Yes, yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Which I love. I love that. Yeah. And it, it did take as long as my set. It was yeah. like the longest show ever. Um, so uh, yes, of course, I'm always going to go back to stand up sometime one day. Like it's just like it's kind of one of those things of yeah, we'll come back. We'll, we'll see each other here and there. But uh, you know, if if it's if your dreams kind of change a little bit, I think that's a better thing because that means you yeah. like know yourself better and, yeah. and you're figuring out like what you, uh, what makes you happy and stuff like that and the things. And then we, you know, as we get older, we get a little bit more. This is like, real almost 40 year old talk. This, you is what and we're I doing. Have, this is what we click and do faster than any other person. We in should our age group. click yeah. our coffee mugs together. Yeah, yeah exactly. And Isn't that right? <laughs> you, know, you just got to appreciate your friends and family more, right? <laughs> And, you know, I'm just happy to be alive because yeah, I yeah, think yeah. about it every night before I go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so, but yes, so you do what makes you happy. You come up with like fun projects and stuff like that. And, yeah. and, and you do like whatever. And, and if it sucks, it doesn't matter. It's like you had a good time doing it at least. Yeah. You know, it's a, I always just had this kind of mantra of make stuff, not money. Um, yeah. And because it's, it's, which is actually exactly what I've been doing for 10 years. But yeah, yes, continue. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and sometimes when you're like, you, you're just making stuff because you want to make stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, ideally, that'll get you to a point where you can also make money off of it. What's your most favorite thing that you made stuff that never made money? Proof. I mean, probably. There was a web series me and my friends did where we're like, we got the money to make it from this place called Super Deluxe, the first iteration of it that Turner did. Um, and uh, it was me, our friend uh, Neil Mahoney and uh, Peter Atencio who would go on to like, you know, direct uh, Key and Peele and, you know, tons of tons of great stuff. Um, and uh, like the three of us, like I, because of like me doing standup and I kind of pitched this idea for like a web series and we just got to, but we, we put all the money they gave us into it yeah. And uh, and so we made no money. We actually probably lost money because it's like we're like, it's like, I don't care. I'll pay for the wig. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Was uh, it that traveling show? That, no, that one was uh, that was different. This was kind of a, a precursor to it. It was called the Freeloader's Guide to Easy Living. That's uh, nice. I, I think uh, it makes sense that you probably come out not making a profit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we wanted it to be good and it was super fun. And it was just us like being very indulgent with how we wanted to make something. And that was probably the funnest thing I did, you know, I, I like the, the travel show was like on CISO. So we had like actual kind of TV budget for that one. Okay. Yeah. I remember that's when I, I think that's when I first met you, yeah. um, uh, way back when, uh, when, uh, Frank and trace, uh, you know, uh, from mystery science theater, yes, 3k yeah. TV's Frank and crow T robot, mm -hmm. uh, they are Forrester. I mean, also, um, mm -hmm. that's when I, they were doing a show in Chicago. That's right. Yes. And they were doing, we, uh, it was a uh, Glenn or Glenda that night. Yes. Uh, yeah. And they invited me to come along because back then, this is a long time ago, way before I met my husband, uh, I was dating a flight attendant, male. I know, yeah, yeah. I know. It's they're unicorns. They're not very <laughs> often that they will date women, yeah. but it happens. And when they do, I, I did one, and and so I was able to fly anywhere I want for free for a while. And so when they have a show in Chicago, I'll be like, yeah, I could just meet you there, no that's problem. Awesome. I'll just stay at a hostel and rent out a bed for yeah. a night, and that's like. Fifty dollars. I yeah. can totally go on a trip for fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went there, and then you guys were filming a traveling show, and then you're like, "Oh, this is this guy Jonah," and we said, "Hello," yeah. and then just moving on, and that's it. And then later, I find out like, "Oh, later he's gonna be the guy in the mystery mystery science theater uh, reboot thing." Yeah. Which uh, I I watched a couple of those movies, and they're really really funny. Thank you. They're fantastic. Thank you. And yeah. I, and I loved all of it, and it just you know I, I love everyone no, you, on the show. You 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 didn't love all of it. You just said you only watched a couple. So. Yes, I love. <laughs> all of what I've just mentioned. I love all of it. 
the uh, one, the the two, the yeah. half ones I watched. Yeah, I tell people just uh, there's a couple episodes <laughs> in the first season we did, and then I think like I I can stand behind stand behind probably all of them from the second season since it's a shorter season. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know it, it was it was you know that was another one of those wild things of just literal dream come true. Yeah, you're you know. just like because you grew up with, with all this stuff grew like up like me being obsessed with it. Uh, you cool. know, the first yeah. meeting I ever had like showbiz meeting they're like what would you do if you had a show? I'd be like probably try and bring back Mystery Science Theater and they laughed at me and uh, <laughs> you know. And who's laughing now? Yeah, uh, well them still probably. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. continue with your laughter. <laughs> yes, executive. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, but it is it is, you know, I'm, you know, super honored and excited. It is, it is, a, you know, we're, we just got done writing the next season that we uh, kickstarted. Oh, no and, way. And I'm going, I'm flying out to Philly on Monday or Sunday to uh, direct the episodes that I'm not in because uh, there's a Emily Marsh who's going to be uh, kind of like starting to take over the uh, the hosting. Okay, yeah. that's great. Okay. Yeah, very so, excited about so that. So you're going to, oh, so you're going to be directing, directing. That's great. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University, that's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, and I've, I've directed stuff, uh, you know, here and there over the years. Like, I directed a lot of uh, Hidden America. Um, and then I directed, like, sketches for, you know, The Soup, Web Soup, just stuff here oh, and there. Gotcha. Music videos over the years. I just did one, a music video for a band on Epitaph called Greer, which was a lot of fun to do and you know uh, oh wow yeah i like doing that do you like that better than like being in front of the camera and and being all funny and wacky and stuff like that you know um i like i like him but i was just having a conversation with my friend last night who's a you know a writer and a director and he had that he's like he's like he's like he's like it's getting to a point where you got to choose man you can't just keep on jack of all trades in it around showbiz why not i love that you do like 10 things yeah yeah and it's like you know thank you know Thank, uh, thank ADHD for that, you know, giving me the ability to jump from one thing to the next and right. having them be all pretty okay. Um, but, <laughs> well, uh, this is NoHo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In NoHo, we all do pretty okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go outside and get a deal uh, for another <laughs> web series. Uh, <laughs> yes. But, uh, the you know, it is, I'm in a, a place now where, you know, the acting work hasn't come as much, um, which I do really like acting. It's, it's a lot of fun. I just did a couple days on, uh, better things like you know doing a character that I did a while back on it, um, and it's fun and it's but it's also like I do like having the control of you know directing and having that idea. I like it. I like it both, and I can't really decide. But there is a lot of ha- happening in my life that keeps on veering me towards uh, directing more than acting. Okay, yeah. Um, just because of just the opportunities given, because that's why I, I always felt like I should try and be pretty good at everything I could. Pretty good. Uh, just because, so then I <laughs> we're would, doing okay over here. Yeah, but just like so, I could always like have plate spinning and always kind of have work. I o- yeah. only ever wanted to just be 
you know, like a, uh, like just a working class showbiz guy. I just wanted to make stuff creatively, like, uh, and, and make a living off of it. And, I agree with you completely. Yeah, I was like, I never really had any intentions of trying to be famous. Um, fame to me only ever seemed like a thing that would help you get more work, you know? Right. And then see having friends that literally became really famous and seeing how it's like, they get work, but like everything else seems like a hassle. It's not fun. No, it does not seem fun. No, no. It, it's when you, when you, when you see it or you get close to it, you start to realize like, oh, how lucky I am to yeah. be in this shadow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And everything. And I agree with you completely about like, it's fun because like the same thing with me in podcasting, like I had to learn how to record and how to edit and how to produce a show and, and I do it all myself. And then like, you know, when I go and I and I do a podcast, they're just like, OK, so where's your producer? I'm like, oh, I'm doing it all. Yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah. the whole thing myself. Yep. And it's really For great. For better or worse, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, it, you know, the episode comes out, it's all buzzing or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. which has happened a billion times. So it's good that you know, like what goes into everything. You've, you're like the guy with the many hats and stuff like that. And yeah. so you just start and you can do whatever. And then like, you know, do you have any plan on like doing some more stuff for fun? Or are you just waiting for like the next global pandemic? Who knows when that's going to be three to five years? I mean, I, I try everything I do. I try to do it uh, with the intention of having a good time. Um, mm. You know, I never want anything to be like upsetting to you know <laughs> do. I mean, the process is, of making anything is upsetting enough. But, you know, uh, I just, you know, just a month or so ago, I got to uh, I directed Kurt Braunohler's new comedy special, his new hour special. And oh, cool. what was really cool about that is like he asked me earlier this year, uh, he's, uh, or he was in, it was last year, I think, but he was just like, he's like, oh, I want you to direct my special. And I was like, I was like, great, yeah, I can do that. I've, you know, I've done multi-cam shoot kind of stuff before. Uh, he's, he's like, no, but I want you to like direct it, like direct the show. And so we started. Are you the guy with all the screens and so then you I, have I, the thing and you talk the cute camera one? Are well, you we that didn't have guy? To, we weren't doing like a live to tape kind of thing, but I was at the guy at the, at the screens. But like okay, he cool. also, but uh, Kurt also wanted me to help shape the show, okay. like uh, the material. Oh, and, okay. And so, uh, you know, like it's like we, 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 I went to Portland and he did Helium for a weekend and like I taped all the sets and I kind of. Helped him come up with some, you know, some tags and some connections and some, you know, bridges and telling him it's like you don't need to like talk about this preamble. It's a, all the skills um, that I never, I always knew but could never teach myself. You yeah. Know, or, or, oh no, or, it's I, so much easier to see things in the other person. Yeah, than yeah. in yourself. Exactly. Like I was like, I know you feel you need to describe this thing for as long as you do, but there's like no jokes in there, and you don't mm -hmm. need to because everyone gets it. You get yeah. like here's the shorthand version of that. And then like, you know, this should, this bit should now be over here because it connects over to this thing more. And, you know, like, let's not say this, uh, you know, let's not say COVID like when you're talking, cause I wanted it to be an evergreen show and you had a bunch of COVID lockdown material. And I was right. like, I was like, it's okay. You have two kids. No one's going to like be confused of why you stay inside so much. Right. And so you can turn that stuff and all of a sudden like oh, you know, okay. making, the, yeah. making the show, like polishing it and having like, you know, challenging Kurt on certain things. Which was super fun. It was like all the things that like I, you know, so all of a sudden all the stand up stuff that I was doing over the years, it's like, it's not for, it's not all for not, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's, I, I was able to, um, kind of, you know, bird's eye view his set and, and help him make it better. And it was like a great collaborative, uh, thing. And then also, but then using the other skills I've learned of like, it's like, these are the kind of shots I want. This is how I want the opening to feel like this is the music I'm going to get for this part, uh, at the end. Um, isn't you know, that fun? Oh, it's, I love it. Because you get it. to put it together. It's like what, like a whole new Sims game. Yeah. It's wonderful. Good yeah, for yeah. You. you. I love it. You did it. No, I, I can't wait to see it then because I know you're going to do a, a, a pretty okay job. Pretty good. Yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. You're going <laughs> to definitely do one. Um, I, I, 
I, I don't know. I've, I've screwed up so many times and things like that. I, I remember being one of the camera people for like Judah Freelander's thing that he was like, hey, can you, you know, he asked me like a week before. Yeah. It's, I, it's, not, it's nothing compared to what you're doing. I'm more like a point and shoot. Right, yeah, kind but of you still have to, there's a lot to that. It's not point and shoot. It's like, it's a, well, it's a very... Uh, you know, uh, sophisticated piece of equipment that you're <laughs> wielding, and like, hold this, Carly, right? Yeah, here. but like it's like you know, framing all that stuff. It's right. like you know, you're gonna you're gonna you go know, like, well, that looks better. You're gonna instinctually know that like you know, what look? Yeah, yeah. No, you're that's right. Too much headroom. I should bring it down. Well, that's weird. Why is he on one side? You know, that's true. Although I did do like about accidentally like about two minutes of the ceiling. But, you oh, yeah. know, that's why you have multi-cameras. Yes. And then every time people laughed, you just zoomed in and out like an old MTV <laughs> thing. Yeah, Exactly. That, that was cool. It was yeah, cool. Yeah. I should have edited the whole thing myself. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, Judah, you're going to love this. Yes. And I always do a side camera in black and white, lower angle. <laughs> that's what you use. You know what? I'm going to go back into stand-up, Judah, mm-hmm. because I want you to direct my comedy special. I will. It's Five minutes long. Perfect. Got it. Easy. I only have COVID jokes. So yes, okay, that's why great. we have to cut it all down. Cut it. It's all down. No, but it's like, you know, I think um, the stuff with COVID, it's like, you know, why, like, why date your stuff? You know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, and that's, that was that's like true. the conversation I, I had. You. Like, you know, don't you want to, to see something kind of go like, oh, this was then. Or do you want something like a, something that kind of feels classic and timeless and evergreen? Yeah. That's kind of the idea behind it. But um, yeah, to like what I was saying, it's like, doing stuff for fun and kind of like, you know, like it's like, and Kurt only really asked me about that because of like these dumb videos I would always make on Instagram. I would like film little things and put songs to them and like edit them together on my phone and then post them to Instagram. And he was always be like, he was like, Oh, you should like direct stuff. I'd be like, yeah, you know, no one asks, you know, I don't go, I don't ask and no one asked me. And then, and then, so he asked me and you know, it's, um, and so it's, it's just something sometimes I've done. Sometimes I, I don't, but you know, it's a, it's mainly you, you gotta, you know, have some hobbies that uh, yeah. work out and some hobbies that stay hobbies. Oh gosh. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Of course I ruined it uh, completely. I, with everything I love, I talk about and I make it my job. But yeah. Well, that's what, what I like about the weird Al music I do. Cause I do mm-hmm. this live too. I did a show like the other really? week. Yeah. Like at permanent records roadhouse, which is like a record store slash bar in a uh, East, uh, you know, like Northeast LA. And I love doing that because it's, uh, it's so dumb. It's like it, we're just playing punk songs and I'm seeing Weird Al lyrics over it or maybe like, you know, like some like songs that I did on Mystery Science Theater. And it's like it can only be what it is. It can't you can't. There's nothing like it's like, hey, we can make something out of this. I can make a living doing these fucking terrible punk songs with these, you know, like stolen lyrics. Um, and you just like it's like I, that's that's the kind of uh, creative like if you're going to have if you will have a creative uh, income, like if your income is from you being creative, yeah, you have to find something that can only be what it is. And for yeah. me, that was like doing music stuff. I was like, it's like this can't be anything more than just playing it and doing it. There's nothing that can uh, that can come from it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I do the same thing with um, my dog Georgie. Um, movies about my dog Georgie. Perfect. And no one will ever have to see that. No, yeah, yeah. but there's just a whole day in the life of Georgie. Georgie goes the walk, goes for a walk. Georgie sits on the couch, <laughs> and then Georgie is trying to eat a fly. You know, yeah. and that actually that is a three part saga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to tell you what happens to the fly, but it's it's gruesome. Oh no. Uh, and things like that. So like the, I also my like dream as a child was I always wanted to be a movie director. I never got to that point, but that's okay because I found another. Uh, other outlets like but what, what makes you what makes you think that you can't it's like i mean like well i'm, what you're, I'm, I'm you're starting doing, the georgie stuff sure yeah yeah, yeah. Tales. yeah the georgie tales. perfect <laughs> but like um you know to it, it's 
you can start now. You know, yeah, it's I guess a, I could start now. I guess I should. I mean, like, there's nothing. I mean, we're almost done, so I can actually start. You could start. Yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> when we're done, I want you to take it out and just, you know, film and stuff and start editing. But like, it's like the idea that kind of like, it's like, oh, I, oh man, I missed my, missed my shot. Yeah, and, and that's right. And I think that's like a very like, uh, uh, you know, showbiz thing of it's like, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not a young kid anymore, so I can't be, you know, the wonderkind. Right. I can't be, you know, or like, I'm just too busy because I, I work these projects that are constant, like always constantly just, you know, there's deadlines and yeah. there's things you have to do and there's like eight things you have to worry about. Yeah. And if it's something you wanted to do, it's like you've clearly yeah. developed your um, style of storytelling. It's like, you know, it's like, that's what you do. That's what, you know, like No Dogs is like, it's like, it's a huge, like huge storytelling on a massive scale. Yeah. Like it's like lots of different, you that's know, people you got. That's scripts you know, I yeah. write. Yeah. This, that's, that's storytelling. And so, you know, just like, you know how someone can make a documentary, but they could also make a narrative and they can go back and forth. It's right. Because like, it's all storytelling. You know, say, is sometimes it's your story, sometimes it's someone else's story you're presenting, but it's all storytelling. And so you're you are training. You are have you have still been doing the work. You actually you're right, Jonah. I'm serious. You are totally right because whenever I, I come, try to write something for, on No Dogs, I I take a TV show or a movie and I use that like a Joy Division series yep. was The Crown. Uh, the Wire was the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Um, uh, right now, Velvet Underground is Breaking Bad. We're watching. We're on season four right now. Breaking wow. Bad. And we take all those elements, and then we have whiteboards everywhere, and we write down like, what's the theme of this episode? And then, and then for me, it's very important because I'm a big Star Trek fan. Mm -hmm. Is like every episode needs to have at least a little bit of a resolution. You know, yes. like that's what I like. I like those kind of episodes uh, from Star Trek where like it's not like chapters in a book, like. The yep. Picard is that's the only reason why I have a problem with Picard. It's just because it's like it feels like chapters in the book, like we just stop and then we have to wait a whole week for yeah. another thing. It is a new no. version of telling Star Trek right. stories that like they never really did before. Right. You know, they're because they're yeah. thinking of like the you know, the modern style of uh TV storytelling yeah. as opposed to like it's like give me some give me a story right now. Yeah. Give me something, like give me some sort of like I have an satisfaction. Hour. I have an hour and yeah. I want to just wrap something up, you know? <laughs> right. And so that's what we try to do. So thank you so much. That I am already doing that, but very low budget. And all my actors are in my head and I'm giving them lines. And that's and I'm giving them all the voices and I have no impressions. See? And you're, you're <laughs> but you're you're already doing it. And then all you really, you know, have to do is like if you want it to be a visual medium, you know, it's like yeah. is like just transfer it over, get someone into Claymation. You know. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what you've been trying to tell me this I've whole time. I've been trying to get you into the stop motion game <laughs> and because it's a uh, time consuming and uh, the longer you're distracted with that, I'll have more opportunities uh, uh -huh. to make my own movies. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you make movies. I hope you do what what do you want to be with you when you grow up? You want to be we we could we could make movies and we could I don't know you have your 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 studio I have my studio across the street or something <laughs> like that we could be rivals we yeah, could be yeah. best friends that's all, that's all I want to do I want to make I want to make movies that uh um that I'm I either direct or act in or both or you know help produce or something like that um and then I want it to uh be good enough okay enough yeah. uh, I want it to be okay enough so someone gives me enough money to make the next one. And then so on and so forth. And then you do that. And it's then like, I don't need, you know, I don't need to, yeah. you know, scale up in any way. I just want to be, uh, you know, uh, just a working class storyteller, you know, type. I agree. 
And you know what? This is where we should end this because I absolutely, that is what I want to be when I grow up too. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for coming. Thanks oh, for having me. Do you have anything to uh, just plug or anything? Or you just wanted to say hi to somebody? This is a place to do it because it's like the, the yeah. news. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess uh, I, 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 would, I should probably, because Dave Schilling would get upset if I didn't mention it. Like, we, like we've been doing a podcast on uh, Polygon and Vox uh, called Galaxy Brains where we have like, you know, bonkers, dumb takes on movies that have come in, are coming out every week. <laughs> And like, you know, like right now I'm it's, a, you know, we did Venom recently and uh, Danny Fernandez was on and we talked about how horny Venom is and uh, as a character. And I said, you know, I think Venom is the um, is like a bisexual icon. Uh, yeah. And icon. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, nice. and I and I, I feel that um, I want to see. Uh, you know, um, a three-way like costume, um, you know, uh, <laughs> with a, where it's, uh, you know, it's like it would be Venom and then, of course, Brock uh, and uh, Babadook. And I okay. want them walking yeah. down in a pride parade or something like that. Just like that dumb happen. stuff like that, you know, just uh, really silly, stupid or about how, you know, Bilbo Baggins represents uh, the boomer uh, generation where he thinks he had it just as hard as uh, Frodo. And no, and he didn't. He did not. And Thank then when you. it's time to like do the work and try and help for real. One book versus three books, man. Yeah. and But like fucking Bilbo fucks off with the elves and does not do anything <laughs> to help get the ring to Mordor, even though he's been out there before. Been there and back. Fuck off, boomer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There we go. That's it. That is those my ring Those are hot takes. Those are yes, some hot takes. Those are hot takes. Oh, okay. Galaxy Brains. Galaxy Brains with me and Dave Schilling. Cool. Very cool. And then, of course, No Dogs in Space season two coming out next week. And oh, and my husband, Marcus, he he just released a awesome uh, new comic book on DC Horror called Soul Plumber. Oh, so right. So check that out. It's really fun. And yeah. I just found out they come out once a month, which is very sad because I thought it was a weekly thing. Oh, no, no. Damn it. A lot of drawing. I'm learning so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. Goodbye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University, that's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.